Welcome back to Mainly Movies, the podcast where we mainly talk about movies. I am Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, DJ. What's up, DJ? Hello, hello. It is time for another top ten list, man. Ah, top ten lists are bread and butter. Uh, It really is. That and superheroes. That's true. That's true. One is bread, which one is butter. Which one's butter? Uh, I feel like that's got to be the superheroes. That's a sweetness, you know? Mm. (laughs) Okay. Well... We have seen at least 10 movies in quarter three of the year 2019. Uh, and this has been a tough one, DJ. Yeah, I fe- I was going to say that, but honestly, some of my favorite movies this year have come out this quarter. And I don't think I was expecting that. I don't think Q3 is usually a good stomping ground for movies usually, especially August and September. It's kind of bare most of the time. Yeah, and I wonder... I wonder if they're really that great or if it's just great in comparison to the week start of the year we had. I think there's some stuff that I'm going to talk about that I fully expect to make an appearance at my end of the list or end of the year list as well. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's not as mixed as I. Well, no, it, it we still got some lows here. I, I shouldn't be giving it too much credit. There's, yeah, there's some lows. Um, But I do think like I feel like the types of movies we saw, or at least I know I saw, are kind of all over the place. Like, there's quite a bit of range in the the genres of the movies that I saw. Yeah, same, which is kind of nice coming off of the summer where it's a big blockbuster franchise thing every week. That can yeah. get a little exhausting, honestly, so this is fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Okay, well, uh, without further ado, let's let's get into it, starting at the bottom. Okay. Uh, do you want to kick things off? Sure. Okay, so my my number 10, and I think with my number 10, I'll have to bring up the other two movies that I saw, because I think I watched my number 10 so that it, I didn't have to put either of the other two on my list. Mm-hmm. So my number 10 is Between Two Ferns, the movie. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Okay. It was fun, and it made me smile, and it's really just like a college humor bit extended into like an hour and 15 minutes or something. Should we explain what Between Two Ferns is? I honestly don't know if it's got like mainstream appeal. I have no idea. Yeah, I really don't know. If you don't know, you gotta go to YouTube and just look up Between Two Ferns videos. It's Zach Galifianakis doing like funny interviews with celebrities where he insults them. Mm -hmm. I watched these. When they were, like, coming out, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Yeah, there are some pretty old ones now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it's, like, a classic thing. And so it's, like, why now? But, I don't know, I think Zach Galifianakis is one of the funniest people. And so I love anything he does. But I enjoyed it. But the main reason it's on my list is because it kept me from putting It Chapter 2 or Midsommar on my list, which is a movie that I did see. I did not know that you saw Midsommar. Okay, um... Hmm, I feel like I want to get off on a tangent already. Do you uh, want to discuss... Okay, we don't really need to discuss Between Two Ferns. It's on Netflix and... Well, yeah, I guess I just want to say I thought it was funny. And I feel like the... the I've always felt like those YouTube sketches, I always felt like they were like twice as long as they needed to be. 
like the funniest bits if you just grab like the funniest highlights they just needed to be half as long and i think that's why this movie works because it has funny moments and then it quickly moves on to something else but this is like barely a movie by any definition so i agree i agree (laughs) very loosely a movie yeah and that's fine too yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. And, like, Will Ferrell keeps showing up with, like, his counter of how many clicks his website has. Yeah. He rides a little bird scooter over it. It, it had some good moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, okay. So, It Chapter 2 and Mid... I think it's Midsommar, but I'm going to call it Midsummer. Okay. I, I didn't know. I haven't seen the movie, so you would be more of an I expert. honestly don't know how they pronounced it in the movie. Okay. That was not one of the memorable things from this movie. Okay. Well, tell me about this movie, because it's something that I was sort of planning to see if I worked up the courage, and then I got some, some warnings that it probably wasn't going to be my jam, so I steered clear. DJ, um, it, not your jam. Okay. <laughs> Please do not see. May, see, the thing is, I feel like a certain type of person might be like more curious, given that sort of like warning. I'm not. <laughs> like that's all I need yes, to stay yes. away. <laughs> yes, I think like mm, no, no, no parts of this movie do you need to see. Wow. Okay. Uh. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is probably what you've heard is it's it's not really like jump scare horror-y, which seems to be the trend that horror movies are going. It's less jump scare. This one just makes you so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very dark. Okay, the content of the movie is dark. But the disconcerting thing is that the whole movie is very bright. Mm. They are outside in Sweden somewhere. And there's only like a couple hours of nighttime a day. So it's always just like blindingly bright. And there's all these colors. And I think th- I do think very that disturbing. the trailer did like intrigue me some. Because it looked interestingly shot. So I'm glad that that... It's well shot. It's a well-made movie. Mm -hmm. And like based on just its like technical achievements, it should be in my top 10 somewhere. Wow. Okay. But it's just that I I in no way want to recommend this movie to you or to any (laughs) listener. Because mostly of one scene. Oh, there is one scene and it's it's really like I extended like 15 minutes towards the end of the movie that is just very, very uncomfortable and disturbing. And I feel like if anyone watched it, I would have no answer for why I made them watch that. Wow. Okay, so, so there it is. I really don't even want to discuss it. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you did this research. Did you uh, is this streaming now? I guess because it's been a minute. Yeah, it's on it's on Amazon now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I understand why people, like, it did receive praise, and people were like, wow, this was actually really good. I understand that. Similarly to It Chapter 2, this is not our type of movie. Nope. And there's just some things in this movie that, like, that is in my brain forever now. Aww. And it's just like, ah, it's a bummer. So I can't I can't force that on anyone. So that is out of my top ten. Instead, between two friends has made it in. Um, I clearly did not like it. Chapter two. Go listen to that review. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. very low on it. Chapter two. So there's yeah, my be- ten and my eleven and my twelve. Okay, well that's interesting. Between two ferns, the movie and it. Chapter two are also on my non list. So okay. I'm glad okay. we matched up there. Cool. What do you have at number ten? 
At number 10, I have Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Ooh, okay. I have this at number 8, so we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, this is a dumb movie, and it's fun. <laughs> I just... Like, every other movie on my list has at least something going for it, so I felt like this kind of got defaulted to the bottom, but that's not to say I didn't have a a, a good time. Like, it was a fun movie. It's dumb. It's Fast and Furious. It's probably, well, no, it's definitely my favorite Fast and Furious movie, because I've only seen, like, two, and this seemed the most audacious, so I'm all there with it. Um, yeah, it's it's The Rock and Jason Statham and Idris Elba, a.k.a. Black Superman, I, yeah, it's dumb. It's fun. That's fine. Yeah, I almost wonder if it's it's like it just seemed too easy. Like their <laughs> strategy was just more. It didn't seem like there was a whole lot of like nuance to anything that they did. It was just more, 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 more mm-hmm. hums, more Shaw, more <laughs> explosions, uh, more quips, lots of quips, mm-hmm. lots. Of, yeah, it's just a lot. Like, that's the easiest way to describe it. And I agree. I don't think it was bad. It was just a lot. Yeah, I just, like, when I think about the film of 2019, I'm going to have forgotten that Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw came out, most likely. Yes. And that's probably the point, because during the movie, I was having a good time, but it's, man, it's crazy. It's like, as soon as I got up from my seat, I forgot, like, half of the movie, (laughs) it felt like. The movie just stayed in your seat with you. Yeah, pretty much. And if that's if that's all you need, that's that's okay too. Yeah, and I I do think there's value in movies where you completely just power down the brain. Because mm-hmm. at it least just, it was fun. Because there yeah. were some movies this summer where I feel like it asked you to turn off your brain, but it was too dumb. Like not fun dumb, just like yeah. stupid dumb. I don't know. It's there's a difference there. I promise. I agree. I would rather see this than Godzilla King of the Monsters. Sorry, Roland. Yeah, I was trying to tiptoe around that, but... Yes. <laughs> Apologies to Roland. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so I've got that at number eight. Um, it makes me feel kind of bad about my number nine. Because um, I'm pretty sure you're going to have this higher on your list. Actually, I know you are, based on that being your number ten. Uh, my number nine is Hustlers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking you were going to say another movie, actually. Ooh. Man, I, I didn't think you had this bad of a time with it, but... Yeah, I don't you, know you if I really had that it. bad of a time with it. I mean, like, I... Just I not think, that good of a time with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and again, like, I don't have any desire to, like, watch this again. I don't... I just don't know what, like... What this does for me. Like, mm. what what movie itch it scratches. Okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, so, but, like we talked about, great great performance. I wouldn't be surprised if it wins an award or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely got people talking about it, too. Yeah, and something I feel like I didn't really realize until I started to look at other reviews is, ostensibly, this is a movie about strippers, but I feel like the movie is never shot in, like, a leering way. Like, no, I never, like, feel really like... Not. Like, they're... Dozens of beautiful women and things, but I never feel like gross because the camera isn't being like, Ugh, look at this or whatever. And I feel like yeah. a large part of that is because it was a female director. And yeah, I, I that's something that I didn't realize. Like one of the reasons I felt like I enjoyed it so, or could feel like I enjoyed it so much is because it didn't feel like it was, I don't know, gross. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like that would have been easy to do because it is a movie with strippers in it. So 
Yeah. I agree, and I don't want to like be shaming the movie because of that or something. No, no, I, no. I think it's fine to dislike the movie without like <laughs> having some sort of ulterior motive about like yeah. the, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've somehow already covered my eight, nine, and ten. So, uh, <laughs> session. Okay. Um, oh yeah, I, I'm still at number ten. Uh, my number nine uh, movie I'm feeling is definitely going to be higher on your list is Ad Astra. Yes, this will be higher on mine. You knew it was going to be higher on mine. I knew. And man, I, I promise, like, this is the type of movie that kind of frustrates me. And I guess I should wait to talk about it until we get it on your list like we usually do. But I don't want to dislike this movie. I promise. I feel like there's a certain type of person that's just like, oh, everyone's liking this. I don't want to like it. It's I, I don't think it's that. I agree. And just so you, we'll, we'll ruin the suspense a little bit. I don't have this as my number one movie. Okay. Okay. So and I wasn't just head over heels about it. I didn't um, think so. Like it seemed like there were things that didn't work for you as well, but you still got like further meaning. But we can we can talk about that when we get to it on your yeah. list. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is your number eight? My number eight is Good Boys. Okay, a movie I did not see, and I don't think I've talked to you about actually. I yeah, I don't know if we've talked about this one. I think I kind of saw the spur of the moment. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Good Boys is a comedy uh, featuring three like middle school age boys. I think Seth Rogen was somehow involved. I don't know if he was writing or producing. Uh, it's a very raunchy comedy. And like if you see the Red Band trailer and you laugh, then you're going to be in for a good time because not all the fun jokes are in the trailer. But the trailer is very representative of what this movie is. Uh, it's a weird movie that like. I feel like I can't recommend it to a certain type of person because it's very dirty. But man, the comedic timing of some of these kids is phenomenal. It had me it had me laughing the whole time. I, I thought it was really funny. Um there there's nothing like like to gain for, like there's nothing deeper than just the comedy. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I think we can just have pure comedies and they can exist on their own, especially in a time like August when there's not a ton of good movies. Um, but yeah, Good Boys uh, was supposed to be a comedy, and it made me laugh, uh, so I can't really complain. Yeah, I I think it came as expected, which is mm-hmm. more than a lot of movies can say. Yeah, and it's one of those, like, I feel like I could definitely give it a recommend if for like a red box or something. I yeah. wouldn't see, and I, this is probably why we didn't talk about it. This is not something I would, like, encourage a bunch of people to go to the theater to see. You can, and you'll probably have a good time, but... If you waited for a rental, I think that would be fine, too. In fact, I think this is a type of movie that, like, the setting might be better if it's kind of just, like, a bunch of friends watching on a couch or something. Well, and that's what I was kind of wanting to talk about. Like, it seems like comedies have kind of fallen out of the realm of, like, Mm -hmm. theater movies. Both because you don't gain a whole lot by seeing it on a big screen. Mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot added there it's like i would rather watch this at home on my couch on the tv surrounded with people and we can all laugh and like joke about it while we're watching it instead of being silent yeah um and then also like unless it's a comedy where it's so involved in like the moment that it's like oh you gotta go see this movie so we can talk about it Mm -hmm. there's just no rush to like go see it at all yeah and it definitely didn't get to those points yeah which is fine that i think that's a high bar for comedies <laughs> yeah no it, it really is but it seems like there's maybe one or two a year where it's like oh you absolutely have to go see this movie now 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to miss out on all the memes and all the jokes and on the, all the online whatever. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, I this is a movie that I think flew under our radar during our uh, end of year preview. Have you seen anything about a movie coming out in a couple of weeks called Jexy with Adam Devine in it? I've seen the title and that is it. Okay. I just thought it was interesting that we're getting another comedy, especially like when Oscar season is about to kick off. And it looks to be another R-rated comedy maybe is trying to kind of fill that niche because there's nothing else going to be there. But yeah, I just, I don't know how these, and I think Good Boys did okay at the box office. I just, it feels like it's just so much easier for a Netflix to pump out, you know, a million different stand-ups or something. Yeah, very Uh, true. Yeah, I just didn't know if you had seen anything about that. No, I hadn't. But I, it is strange how comedies just kind of fly under the radar now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It made eighty million domestically. Talking about Good Boys on a budget of twenty million, so that's pretty good. See, yeah, and it doesn't cost much to make them because you're not doing like explosions or anything. Yeah, and presumably these three boy actors weren't like coming with a high <laughs> price tag. Well, maybe Jacob Tremblay. I, don't I was going to say Jacob Tremblay is like an Academy Award nominated actor, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. Uh, he's funny though, um, but yeah, that's that's good, boys. It, it was a fun time. That's good. I'll go ahead and do my number. What is this seven now? Yeah. Okay, my number seven is the art of self defense. Man, I tried my hardest to see this movie. <laughs> it was in a theater that was like twenty minutes away, and I was like, "Eh, that's about twice as far as I usually go." I was just catching on video, and it's not going up until next month. So please tell me about this movie because I really yeah, know nothing. Kinda... It kind of came and it went. Um, Very quickly. It's Jesse Eisenberg. I mean, you've seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think I came in with pretty high expectations for this movie because I like Jesse Eisenberg. And there's a movie he did called The Double a while back. I don't know if I've ever told you about this movie where he has like a doppelganger and it's this really weird comedy. Huh. Okay. And it's, uh, it's directed by... Oh, what's his name? Richard Iowati from the IT crowd that plays Moss? Yeah, I did not know he directed. He did for this movie. And it's it's a movie I really like. It's just like a quirky comedy with Jesse Eisenberg leading it. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, there's a lot of quirk there. So (laughs) Yes, yeah, and I expected kind of the same. And for the most part, that's what you get. Um, I think the weirdness of it I expected, but it went in a direction at the end that I wasn't, like, super on board with. I was just kind of like, oh, that's kind of a weird way to end it. Okay. It's definitely strange, but it was just kind of nice to, like, go see a movie where I had no idea what was going to happen. I was like, I mean, the entire, everything I knew about it was that Jesse Eisenberg is a weakling, and he wants to be stronger, so he takes some karate lessons. And that's it. And okay. I that's mean, all that's, I know. So <laughs> that's what you start with, and it just kind of like goes from there, and they like build a story out of it. So it's it was an interesting movie. I liked it. Uh, I don't think I loved it. Um, so that's would you why still on... recommend. Yeah, I think I think you okay. would enjoy it. And like when it comes to streaming or whatever, I would say watch it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good to hear because this has been one of the biggest like like thorns in my side about movies i've missed and i've got two later on that aren't on my official list that came out um earlier this year i kind of want to talk about but yeah this is one that i was desperately trying to watch before 
we recorded this episode and I just, I, I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. Um, no, that's all right. But it, yeah, it's, it's somewhere in the middle of my list. I think that mm-hmm. says more about the movies that I really liked than saying that I didn't like this movie. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Cool. That was your number seven? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll move over and do my number seven. Uh, my number seven is Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay, I've got this at number five, so okay. we can we can talk about it now. I feel like two places, it's fine. Yeah, that that's fine. Um, you know, I I struggled a lot with this movie because I I don't know why, man, but like this movie did not stick with me at all. Same, same. That's exactly <laughs> okay. what I was gonna say. Okay, was I, I I had a hard time remembering what happened in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's like the fault of the movie or anything. I just man, I I can't remember anything about this movie very much. Like I I remember liking it okay, and I thought Mysterio was fine, and I also feel like it really dropped the ball when it came to the whole setting up for phase four and kind of just like post credit scene and all that. And some of this might be a little bit sullied by the whole like Spider-Man flip-flopping between Disney and Sony stuff that just recently got resolved. Maybe that's bringing it down a little bit in my mind because I'm kind of just over it at this point. Yeah, this was difficult. Like it, I feel like this could move up or down with a subsequent watch, but I just... My brain just stopped when it came to this movie, so I don't well, know what and happened. I, I initially had it higher because I was like, well, Spider-Man, I like Spider-Man. Like, that's going to be yeah. up there. And I was just, like, trying to think of, like, what did I enjoy about the movie? Mm-hmm. And it's not that I didn't like it, and I don't remember not liking it. Maybe I should go listen to the episode where we talked about it. But Yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Ran out of time. But same with you, like, I, there's, like, a couple scenes that I can kind of remember. I can remember Jake Gyllenhaal as the villain. Mm-hmm. I remember it was in Europe. And I don't I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think it's... And the fact that it doesn't stick with me tells me it wasn't, like, worth commending that much. Yeah, same. Um, but, yeah, I, I strangely, like, really want to rewatch it, though. Just because I want to see, like... Or is there something I was missing that made it, like, less memorable? Or maybe it's just that it was so, like, cookie-cutter of a Marvel film that it, like, it didn't really bring anything new to the table. And it could have, because it was following right behind Endgame, so there was going to be time to do that. I don't know. I I agree. I do want to rewatch this. I just don't... Not now. Like, (laughs) any time besides now. Like, maybe when I'm, like... More prepared for Marvel stuff, but... I agree. Yeah. I don't know. It's a shame. I I don't remember disliking it. I just can't... Specifics are failing me. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, same. Okay. So I'm, I'm I feel, glad we're both I feel in the better same about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was worried. I was like, did I... Like, I'm supposed to be a big Spider-Man fan. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So I've got that at number five. You've got it at number seven. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and hit your number six. Oh man, this is a movie that I moved around more than anything. It's a movie that I I didn't want to rank, and I feel like it's a movie that I has changed the way that I look at remakes and everything. I'm talking about The Lion King, the 2019 Lion King, because uh, I <laughs> not have to the 1994 that. one. Man, yeah, DJ, I I also have Lion King at number six. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not gonna. I I feel like I'm less conflicted about it than you are. I feel very comfortable with where I had it in my list. That I I feel glad for you. I I really do. I just I like some things about this movie. I think the casting couldn't have been better. I think there's a lot lost in translation, but I also know that I'm looking at it through an unrealistic lens of uh, someone who has watched the original Lion King like for years and years and years. I just. I don't know. I feel like this broke me in some ways. Like, I feel like there's an article talking about how uh, people are saying there can never be like a Princess Bride remake or something. And my first thought was, you should do it. If my <laughs> special thing can be slowly like this, why not yours? And I feel like that's a that's a horrible thing to think. But it was my first thought. It was like, nothing's sacred anymore. Every, every movie is sacred to someone. The Lion King 1994 was mine. And now it's not the same. So... All all gloves are off when it comes to remakes, in my opinion. Do whatever you want, because apparently Disney is beyond doing whatever we want, because The Lion King 2019 is like one of the top roasted movies of all time. So, not everyone was was as against it, so. I don't know. This movie has changed me. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that was... <laughs> You've been on a journey. I, yeah, I have been, yeah. Um, I feel like I didn't join you for that journey. I... I thought this movie was fine, and <laughs> I think I have kind of a soft smile when thinking about it, and I'm like, okay. Um, I think that's the correct uh, emotion to have. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I just, I, I don't feel offended by it quite that much. I, I'm more offended just by how much of a money grab it was. Mm, okay. Um, but, like, I did think they did some things well. I thought, like, Timon and Pumbaa really stood out. In the movie. Yep. There's some good music in there. There's some real good music. Uh, it, it wasn't quite as, like, colorful and fun as Aladdin was. True. But altogether, like, I didn't I didn't hate it. I mean... I didn't either. Yeah, so... I don't know. It, it can be number, what, six? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Both that's, of our sixes. <laughs> that's fine. I mean... Sure. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so that is my number six. I have also done my number five, which is Spider-Man Far From Home. We're kind of flying through this, DJ. Yeah, we really are. We usually don't move this fast. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was just real prepared with my bottom five, so we'll see how my top five go. Okay, I gotcha. Um, but I'll review my bottom five, because I feel like we've done that before. Yeah. Um, so starting in number six... I have Lion King, number seven. I have Art of Self-Defense, number eight. I have Fast and Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw. Number nine, I have Hustlers. And number ten, I have Between Two Ferns, the movie. And my six through ten, number six, I have The Lion King. Number seven, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number eight, Good Boys. Number nine, Ad Astra. And number 10, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. I like saying the full title because it reminds me it's got two ampersands in the title. Yes. And yes. I find that endlessly hilarious. And the, somehow the full title is just so funny. It's just Fast yeah. and Furious Presents colon Hobbs and Shaw. It, just, it, it makes me giggle every time. It's great. It's great. Um, okay, so my number five was Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. I'm a little unhappy about that, but I think it's the fault of the movie, not a fault of my own. Or the fault of the timing of the movie. Yeah, maybe that too. Who knows? We'll remember this movie one day. <laughs> maybe. Oh, man. Okay, uh, so that was your number five. Uh, my number five is Hustlers, which was your number nine. 
Uh, yes. We talked about this pretty recently, um, so I don't want to go too far into it. I just, I don't know. I really like this movie. I really connected with the characters. I felt like I could feel a lot of genuine, lo- genuine love between all of them. Uh, like I already said, it, it's amazing that this movie didn't feel like it was leering or peering or anything like that. Like it felt respectful and felt like it was empowering, uh, especially JLo when she does her uh, like entrance dance or whatever. Um, I do feel like maybe the like the narrative structure falters a little at the end, um, just with the timelines converging and everything. I don't think that was handled the best, uh, but I still had a really fun time. And yeah, we've already talked about Hustler, so I don't want to belabor that point. But uh, Hustlers was interesting. I would love to see it get recognized in some way in one of the awards categories, but I'm not going to hold my breath either because I know how that game goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think it's interesting. I think I think this kind of marks a point, at least on my list, and if I'm counting the cards correctly, maybe your list as well, mm-hmm. where uh, everything above this is not based on IP. It's not a uh, sequel. It's not a remake. Uh, it's all original content. So... I legitimately didn't even think about that when I was doing things, but I'm glad you pointed that out because I feel like both of us had been like needing these types of movies, especially yes. coming off the summer. I really think we got burned out. Like, I think, I don't know, I almost feel like it was Endgame that did it. Like, Endgame was the champion, the Super Bowl yeah. of IP. And it's just like, you're never going to do any better than that with mm-hmm. all of your sequels and like build up and it's just that was such a huge event and it's just like well everything else feels like a little bit of a letdown and a little bit like they're trying too hard yeah yeah i agree Hmm. okay uh so we can move on up the list why don't you do your number four okay my number four is once upon a time in hollywood that is also my number four hey there we go i i really enjoyed this one me too, and I feel like it's higher on my list than I would have thought it was, than I would, uh, than I first thought it would be, I, I guess I should say, just because this is the ninth Quentin Tarantino movie, and we both find him interesting. I don't think that he is necessarily one of our favorite directors, but I think he's an intriguing figure, and I think generally he makes really interesting movies. Uh, I just, this is not a time period or a setting that I am the most interested in and yet the way he crafted the world just had me like interested <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> and yeah i i think they're great performances and man it's really funny at times um yeah i this movie works more than i think it should for me just because this isn't on paper this isn't something i thought i would care about as much mm-hmm yeah, and I, I kind of liked just digging into the world a little bit and, like, learning about Sharon Tate and Manson murders and, like, the things that were happening in that time. It was kind of a fun little, like, time capsule piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there were several scenes in there that are really memorable. Yeah. Um, I think it's a movie that you could kind of just, like, have on in the background and kind of, like, phase in and out of, of, of being like, oh, this part... I'm mm-hmm. excited to watch this, like, next five minutes. Mm-hmm. Part where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is, like, acting out the scene and they're doing all the, like, different cuts and different takes of it. Like, that's just really good stuff. 
It is, but I think he, him like breaking down in the trailer is still the thing I go to. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's just so funny. I, I love when actors are really just hitting 11 on the, on the emotion dial. And oh, and Leo hits 11 all the time. Yeah. It, oh, it's great. It's fabulous. <laughs> it really is. It, it has just a lot of really positive qualities. I do think it's like, Maybe not the thing we're most interested in, which is why it's not going to be higher. And no. it is just a real long movie, too. Yeah, maybe a little too long. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm saying, like, I don't, I don't feel like I need to like sit down and watch it again just because I know, like, oh, there goes two hours and forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I really did like this one. Me too, me too. And like you said, it was something original at the very least, you know. And yeah, I feel like it came as a something. breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is my number four. That is your number four. Um, okay, I'll I'll hit my number three, which is Ad Astra. There it is. Yep, yep. You knew it was up there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I love space movies. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's just like that's all I have to go to every time. Uh, I've been really interested in the discussion around this movie and like hearing other people's opinions of it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like people are really eager to talk about, like, oh, what did you think of this? Yeah. I do like that it sparked some conversation. I, I love when a, I don't know, like, movies are art. And I always think it's interesting when two people can look at the exact same thing and get completely different, like, emotional responses for it. And I'm glad that a movie like this can exist so that that conversation can be sparked. I wish I felt better about it. But that's that's yeah. my own <laughs> cross no and i, I get that but I, I feel like i haven't heard anyone that has hated the movie and i haven't heard anyone that's like oh this movie was perfect it's all kind of like shades of gray of yeah that's true like how much did the the quirks of it bother you and how much were you like willing to forgive them for the like couple awesome moments we got mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, but I, I just really enjoyed watching it. I could watch it again right now. I did want to continue our discussion on space movies, so I texted you and had you had you look at a couple space movies, because I'm just curious like where it falls um, in your recent pantheon of space movies. So, so the ones I sent you were Ad Astra, First Man, Gravity, Interstellar, and The Martian. Okay. And these have all all been, like, what, the past six or seven years? Yeah, I think these are the recent, like, space movies. So I, I think that's fair. I don't think we're forgetting anything too obvious. Except yes. passengers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also kind of funny. They're basically all starring just, like, the most handsome men in Hollywood. <laughs> right? It's like, it's I don't know, who's like, good looking at the time? <laughs> who's an attractive white guy we could put in a space outfit and get him up there? I mean, um, Gravity's got Sandy B, and that's that's cool. that's true. But also George Clooney. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that was like the big draw for the movie, was it? I I feel like a lot of people were like George Clooney's in it. Got to go see it. I don't I'm know. Sure, I'm a big I'm sure Sandra Bullock fan, but you're probably right. That's fair. But like, if it was Sandra Bullock and I don't know, uh, who's a not good looking at Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Would that, have, like, really, would that have got you to go to the movie? Uh, who knows? Uh, it's been a while since Gravity came out. Uh, I feel like it, I... When did Gravity come out? It feels like it was forever ago. It was like 2012, I want to say. Wow. I could be wrong there. 2013. 2013. You're, you're pretty close. Man. 
Mm, how times have changed. <laughs> yes. Okay, so these five movies, Ad Astra, First Man, Gravity, Interstellar, The Martian. Um, do you want to do your rundown, or do you want me to? I'll, I'll do mine. So, okay. this is I ha- how I have it lined up. Um, number one, I have Interstellar. Okay. Number two, I have Gravity. Okay. Number three, I have The Martian. Mm-hmm. Number four, I have Ad Astra, and number five, I have First Man. Wow. I am surprised. Uh, we have the same list. Do we really? Yes. That's I- great. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay, let's talk about each of these a little, because, man, I feel like... I wish we could do, like... Well, I guess we can. There's nothing really stopping us. But I feel like Interstellar is one of the movies I've, like, thought about the most, if that makes sense. There's, like, stuff I absolutely love in Interstellar. I I don't think it's a home run for me. Like, I know it is for a lot of people. Okay. Interesting. And I, I just... The whole, the whole like ending sequence just feels too, too contrived for me. I guess I, I don't know. It just, it does, it matches like the themes that go throughout the movie, but everything else had been so focused on like science and figuring out problems, and then all of a sudden, it's not that anymore. And yeah, I, I wish I would like it more because it seems like something that wouldn't bug me as much as it does. Um, but that's okay. I don't know. I, I still like Interstellar a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I agree with you. It's just like with all of the space movies, I think it's the same list just shifted up for me just because of how much I like <laughs> space movies. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm surprised First Man is at the bottom of this list for you, though. Yeah, I mean, I I know I like... So I like Interstellar the most. I just really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Gravity, I feel like kind of started this whole like space renaissance it felt like it yeah alfonso Cuarón like invented a bunch of new filming technology just to get the shots in that movie i have a visceral memory of like gripping the arms of my theater seat while watching it because i felt like we were spinning around yeah, that's the one thing I remember. I saw this movie, like, I convinced my mom to go see it, and my parents do not go see movies all that often. So I, I really remember this theater experience and being like, oh man, this is intense. Maybe I shouldn't have brought my mom to this. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just love Sandra Bullock. So yeah, gravity <laughs> gravity's still up there for me. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking, like, kind of in the same way, I remember seeing Interstellar in IMAX and walking out oh, with my man. friends. Yeah. Walking out with my friends just in silence, and we were just completely <laughs> silent until we like got in the car and we're like driving home, and then it was like that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like it had us floored. Um, so yeah, those are my top two. I really like The Martian. I think Matt Damon's great. I read the book. Um, it's just a really fun. I feel like this made space movies fun for people that were like, eh, I don't know about all the like space science stuff. Mm-hmm. It, like, I feel like people that are not nerds got into The Martian. Which is interesting because I feel like this movie is more, like, focused on, like, the math stuff that, like, Yeah, but it's, does. like, explaining it in a fun way. That's true. And That's it's true. Like, it's very it's, digestible. Yeah, and I think it's a more fun movie to watch for someone that doesn't really want to watch someone just, like, hurtling around a spaceship, like, trying to, like, grab on to whatever, like... You don't have to be as technically minded to 
get into it. I don't know. Maybe that's really condescending. No, no. I, I think, you know, different sensibilities like different things. I do think that this movie would be higher for me. I just, I didn't see it when it came out. And it was one of those movies that people were very excited to tell me about. So I do think it got a little bit... I feel like we need a new word for when a movie gets like overhyped for you so that the sheen is a little bit gone. Because uh, I was prepped to love this movie. I like Matt Damon and my boy Donald Glover is in it. And I still really like it a lot. Um, I just haven't gone back to watch it more than once. Yeah. And the ending did feel a little bit much. Um, I've been told that the ending in the movie and the ending of the book are slightly different. I don't know. I haven't gone back to read the book. Yeah, I, I really don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, and then I have Ad Astra and then First Man. And I think the reason I have Ad Astra above, there's a couple reasons. There's definitely more of a conversation around Ad Astra. There was almost no conversation around First Man because no one saw it. <laughs> Except the controversy and, about the flag for some oh, stupid that's true. reason. <laughs> and that's like stuff that I don't want to talk about. Like, I yeah. don't care about that. Yeah, it's nothing about the actual movie. <laughs> well, and I think, well, but I think it is because I think it's. The difference between Ad Astra being slightly in the future and First Man being slightly in the past. Mm. Like, one was definitely a historical biopic, but uh, Ad Astra, I think the, like, tone, the character study is very similar, which we talked about in the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think I just like seeing the futuristic elements, seeing the world building, seeing the moon base and the, like, Mars ship. And I think that's my issue, though. Because everything I like about Ad Astra, and there are things I like, feels like it's not what the movie is about. Like, the movie is ostensibly just not about all that background stuff. It's not about the moon, like, pirates or anything. That, In fact, that feels kind of, like, incongruous to what the rest of the movie is doing. So I do like all that. It just makes me be like, but do I like the movie in total? Because the things I like feel like the things in the conversation I've seen people being like, why is this here? This isn't, like, this introspective look about letting go and all this and i'm just like yeah it's kind of not so i don't know yeah it's what i like (laughs) yeah no i mean that's that's fair i think i just don't think i don't think the main crux of the movie bothered me nearly as much as it seems to have bothered a lot of people okay um and maybe that's because i'm just like willing to give it more leeway because like i'm like well we are in space (laughs) Um, but yeah yeah i just i wanted to run through those i think it's really funny we have them ranked the exact same (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, that's that's my number three. <laughs> there we go. Oh, we extended yeah. <laughs> the podcast. I, I legitimately forgot what we were talking about. And okay. We're done. Okay. This has been Space Movies with Aaron. <laughs> the podcast within a podcast. Oh man. I love it. I love it. Cool. What's your number three, DJ? Uh my number three is the Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay, I have this higher. Um, there's only a few more spaces <laughs> yeah I guess I'll go ahead and say I put this as my number one movie of Q3 2019 wow I'm impressed wow okay yeah I I Peanut Butter Falcon just makes me smile and not the soft smile we got with Lion King this is like a no. I full am toothy very smile <laughs> yes I am very happy about Peanut Butter Falcon it just made me really happy I, I really don't have like a lot to like point out or like critique about it or discuss i i just really really enjoyed it and i think that's perfectly fine and i think it's still like a smaller ish movie so like 
for those of you listeners who haven't heard, the Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, it's got Shia LaBeouf, and it's really just an adventure with him, a man named Zach who has Down Syndrome, and yeah, it's just like an adventure movie, and they're just like wading through the swamps of the bayou, and it's it's hard to describe what this movie is. It really is, but it's lovely, and I, I'm so happy to see it as your number one, because I, I do feel like that this movie could go one of two ways. You'll either love it or just be like, eh, that was kind of a nothing for me personally. And yeah. I, I haven't really seen that anywhere, mostly because I haven't been looking for it because it would make me very sad. But I'm glad that you love this. And don't get me wrong, I love all three of my top three movies. So Yeah, and I, I feel like I could switch with my top four. I like switched around quite a bit, and I mm-hmm. said I had Spider-Man here, so I guess my number five. Mm-hmm. Like, I, sh- I shuffled them around a couple times, and I had to just put them in different orders. And this was the one where I finally looked at it, and I was like, that feels right. Yeah. So, that's how it ended up at the top. Maybe I'll feel differently at some point, but I, I really did like the movie. I think it's got some, like, memorable scenes. It's quotable. It's just mm-hmm. shot beautifully. The music is great. It's, like, not a terribly long movie. It's an original script. It's just yes, it's it, yeah. completely original. It just like checked all the boxes of exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that makes me legitimately happy. I, I'm glad the peanut butter falcons here. Cool. Okay, so that's your that's your number three. We've got two more, and I'm not sure I know what your other one is. Okay, so my number two movie is One Cut of the Dead. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I think yes, I texted you, text, you about this You briefly. texted me about this, and you were like, try to see it. And I was like, I don't understand what this is or how to see it. It was showing at this theater that's in the back of this arcade. And I was like, that's real weird. I don't know if I can do that. What is this movie, DJ? See, here's the thing. I tried to be as vague as possible when I was talking to you about One Cut of the Dead because... So this is a Japanese movie that was technically made in 2017, but only got to the U.S. this year. So I'm counting it as a Q3 movie. Don't at me. Um, I I can't describe this movie because I don't want to spoil it. I also don't want to overhype it and say that saying anything about it is going to like detract from it. But I do feel like you should go into this movie as blind as possible. This movie was showing in like for this movie was showing for one day in a theater like 45 minutes away from me. And one of the podcasts I listened to, one of the hosts, was doing his best to encourage people to see it, or a certain type of person to see it, I guess, without overhyping or without spoiling it. It was a very difficult task, and I tried to do the same thing with you. I don't think I was successful. Um, I, okay. Okay, okay. Two, two questions. Okay. Is the movie done in one cut? Part of the movie is done in one cut. Okay, okay, and that's after all I that that's one all I cut, Yeah, after that one cut, the movie actually rolls credits. And you could leave the theater if you needed to, and it would be a completely satisfying experience. I don't want to know what comes next. I, I can't tell you what okay, happens because next. Okay, because I do think I'll watch it at some point. I don't know if it'll ever make it to, like, streaming services. I think I missed the one showtime that was in Kansas City. Yeah. Okay, question two. Is it Zombies. Yes. Okay. That's all I need. That's all I need. I I trust you. I trust that you would not. That means a lot, man. It does because I know I'm being vague. <laughs> yes. I do. No, I I really do. And so I I will see this movie at some point. 
Okay, this is a movie like whenever you can stream it, you should meet up with your brothers when you can and just go to go to someone's apartment and just watch. Just okay. watch and experience together. Wow. And, and wow. let me know what you think. And I Man, yeah, I want to talk about it. All <laughs> I can say is that like I love the Peanut Butter Falcon. I would not put a movie above it if I didn't think that it was Yeah, no, that's that's deserved. big. That's big. Okay. So yeah. One okay, cut of that, the dead. Go, I mean, go see it, people. You've advertised it very well. Okay. I uh, I did my best. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my my number two and your number one that means are the same movie, unless you have somehow left this movie off your list, which no, would no, be no, a travesty. No. Yeah. My number two movie. Your number one. I'll let you introduce it since it's your first one. Yeah. Uh, my number one is number two is the farewell. Yes. Yeah, man. This movie is. Oh man, it's heartfelt. It's great. Uh, basically, it's a Chinese family discovers their grandmother only has a short time to live. They decide to keep her in the dark, uh, but they schedule a wedding together so everyone can gather before she dies or anything. So they're saying this farewell, and she's unaware of it. Uh, this movie, man, I just love it so much. It, it, I love when a movie just exposes me to different cultures. I feel like that's important in today's day and age when they're like. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw in the world. I don't know. Sometimes it's just kind of nice to learn about different cultures. Um, and I, yeah. I think this does a great job of it by showing just the the dichotomy between like how uh, uh, some of the more traditional uh, people in the Chinese culture are saying, of course, they can't tell the grandmother she's sick because this is a burden that the whole family has to carry with them. Whereas the more Americanized members are thinking she deserves to know, <laughs> especially because this wouldn't even be illegal mm-hmm. or this wouldn't even be legal, excuse me, in America. But man, it's it's got fantastic performances. I love it so much. I, I really do. Yeah. And I think it for me, it's that it did it in a way that's relatable or you can like empathize with. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen some foreign movies where it's like, OK, this is clearly a different culture. I don't quite understand like several parts of it. Yeah, like there's a language barrier there. Or yeah, but it is it is still very interesting. Mm-hmm. But this one was both like interesting look at culture and also just a movie that really like grabbed you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I really enjoyed this movie, and I kind of struggled between it and Peanut Butter Falcon as like my two small indie gems that I've found. I think those are both this, excellent choices. This quarter, <laughs> yeah, I I really liked both of them. Yeah, and I th- I think. Typically with these small movies, I know your hesitation is that it's going to be too, like, quote-unquote, awardsy. Yeah. I don't think either of these really fall into that category. I don't think they don't seem think like so. they're just gunning for the Oscars. They came out at a time that's not typically, like, Oscar season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I really like The Farewell. Yeah, me too. I I love all of just the conversations that go on in the movie. It's a movie with the conversations feel very familial. Mm-hmm. Just everyone's trying to process this really tragedy their own way. And I, I love that the movie doesn't, I don't know. I, I don't want to spoil any of this movie or anything, but I love that it feels like it presents plenty of sides to a situation. It doesn't feel like anyone is a hundred percent right or a hundred percent wrong. Everyone's just trying to cope with this the only way they know how. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel awardsy to me, but it, man, if this movie doesn't get nominated for some stuff, I just, I don't, 
yeah, I, it'd be sad. It'd be sad yeah. because, like, technically, it is great too. Like we talked about the cinematography and the music and the acting. Mm-hmm. Like it just all seemed like it was really great, like high quality stuff. So if this got passed over, I, I would be very upset. Um, yeah, yeah. And I get it, you know. There, people connect to different things, I guess. But yeah, this movie really just grabbed me. It's been one I've been thinking about a lot still. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to rewatch this. Actually, uh, it puts you through some emotions, but uh, there are good times as well. This movie is very funny. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, well, uh, that's another top ten. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so you want to run through ours real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, I will start with mine at the top. Number one, I have Peanut Butter Falcon. Number two, I have The Farewell. Number three, I have Ad Astra. Number four, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number five, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number six, The Lion King. Number seven, The Art of Self-Defense. Number eight, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Number nine, Hustlers. Number ten, Between Two Ferns. Okay. And my top ten, number one, The Farewell. Number two, One Cut of the Dead. Number three, The Peanut Butter Falcon. Number four, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number five, Hustlers. Number six, The Lion King. Number seven, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number eight, Good Boys. Number nine, Ad Astra. And number 10, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Nice. Okay. okay. Let's hit some movies. Did you have Okay, did you have anything beyond what we talked about that you saw this quarter? I did. Yeah, I've got a couple stragglers. Okay. Um, one I saw this quarter uh was a like full release and everything was ready or not. Yes, and you kind of told me it wasn't worth it. So I'm interested because I think you were more excited than I was going into it. This is, and I think that's why I was hesitant to encourage you to see this. This is a type of movie that I feel like I could love, and I feel like it's all about your state of mind when you're going to watch it. I think this movie is pitch perfect for like a a uh, a red box rental. Like one of the things uh, me and my buddies from high school used to do is like watch bad horror movies from the eighties because it's all hammy and you can kind of laugh at what they thought was scary back in the day. And I feel like this is very much in that vein. Uh, giving a little context, this is a movie where uh, a couple gets married and then one of the traditions of the family the bride has married into is that they have to play this game of hide and seek. And if the family finds you, uh, they kill you. And it's supposed to be one of those, like, so outrageous, it's funny. And I feel like it succeeds in that. And I I don't know. I was just not in the right frame of mind to watch this movie. And I really didn't care for it at all. But I feel like, like, if, if, a, if my movie, I don't know. It's weird. I feel like a different version of me could really love this movie. And I have seen rave reviews and I understand where it's coming from. I just didn't have a good time at all during this watch. Just not at all. And because you were a little skeptical of it in the beginning, I couldn't I couldn't encourage you to see it because I I had an actively bad time watching it. I can't really tell you why. Um, OK, That's but fair. I, I have seen that people have liked it and I do understand that. I just the frame of reference for my mind at the time was just not feeling it. Uh, so that's ready or not. Uh, I would encourage you to give it a, a rental maybe if you're kind of one of those like a. Uh, uh, shoot, what were those old movies? Uh, Bill Campbell in them. Um, Evil Dead movies, like the 
last Evil Dead yeah, movie. Yeah. Like it's so hammy that it's funny. It's kind of in that vein. So if that's kind of like your sensibility, I do th- think that there yeah. are interesting things there. Um, it just didn't work for me, which is a shame. Okay. Well, I'll definitely prioritize one cut of the dead before I see that one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what else did I see? I also saw Late Night. Uh, this was... Oh, uh, I saw this too. I think this is oh, a okay. queer Q2 movie. I actually just watched it the other day because it's now streaming on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie did nothing for me. Either. Okay. Man. Yeah. Ugh. Just like empty calories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing here. Yeah. This is the type of movie I feel like I would have been somewhat upset if I would have paid to see, which I feel yes. horrible saying. I really do. Because I like Mindy Kaling. I do. I did not care for this movie at all. Yeah. I just... Agreed. It was just... It was fine. Like, it was... No, it wasn't. It was kind of bland at times. I don't know. It wasn't good enough to be fine. It was... Yeah. It was trying too hard. I don't know. I just... I wanted to like it. I did. Mm. But, man, I did not. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a zero. Okay, well, I'm glad you're in the same boat. I feel I felt really bad about this, honestly. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, man, I don't even know if I want to finish. Not that it's yeah. not that it's like bad. It's just like you it's said, not, empty calories. Sometimes either. you just get tired of eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. Oh well. Okay. Um, there's another movie streaming on Amazon Prime. I watch called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I don't know if you saw this. I have not yet. I kind of want to save it for when I've seen it, though. Okay, we'll we'll save that if you if you really want to. Okay, save that. you do think it's worth like watching and discussing, though. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'll see it then. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, if we're hitting Q twos, I might do a couple just like quick, quick ones that I've okay. I've re recouped. I saw this movie called The Souvenir. Um. I really didn't like this movie. I don't... Who... What is this? I don't know what you're talking about. It was a movie that was, like, very early on in the, like, awards discussion of... For 2019? Yes, among, like, film critics. Oh. I think it's when film critics were really desperate because we had made it six months into the year and had absolutely nothing. Well. (laughs) Um, It's... It's about, like, this, like... Uh... Honestly, I don't even remember. I like oh, it's no. this it's this girl and she's a student and she's in like she's a film student and she's in this relationship with this guy and he's the worst and that's basically the movie. And it's oh. just it's one of those movies that is tailor made for like the snobbiest of film critics to just love. Oh, that sounds like my kryptonite. <laughs> yes, you would absolutely hate this movie. It's, okay. And, like, I feel like I'm more in that realm, maybe. But this was several steps too far for me. I just didn't enjoy it at all. Okay. I didn't even um, hear about this. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how buried it was. But okay. um, there's also a movie called The Dead Don't Die, which was the, like, zombie movie. Yeah, tell me about with this. With Adam Driver and Bill Murray. Because you warned me about this, and I believe you. I was like, all right. Uh, and I didn't look any further into it. Yeah, I okay, I'd say it's got some hits and some misses. At at its best, it kind of feels like a weird like Coen Brothersy zombie movie mm-hmm. almost. 
But then other times it's like, what's going on? Like, it kind of gets too weird for itself sometimes, where it's just like, okay. It is very forcefully, like, melancholy. Oh, okay. Um, But I I kind of enjoyed it. It was kind of just, like, fun, but uh, not something that, like, I'm I'm recommending strongly. Okay. Um, And then the last one I'll say is I watched a movie on Netflix called I Am Mother. Um, it's about this yeah. robot. I that, think you like, told me about this. Yes, it's it's about this robot that raises a girl in a bunker because it's like supposedly after like the humans have like ended the world and naturally, their like, like way to bring back human life is like a robot like raises a human, and it's got a lot of like sci-fi twists and stuff. I'd say it's like similar. Like sci-fi-ish wise, like upgrade, but without like all the violence and gore, it's just kind of this like small sci-fi movie. I I, I had a good time with it. I thought it was good. I don't know if it's like great. Should um, I keep it in my Netflix? Well, no, my Netflix my list because they changed. I think it. if you're in the mood for something like that, where you don't really like know what's what's going to happen, you just kind of want like a sci-fi-ish adventure. I'd go for it. Okay, it stays. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. hadn't gotten around to watching it. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, those are all those are all my Q2s I wanted to cover. Okay, um, I'm trying to see if there's anything I missed from Q2. It's okay. We I have Q1 stuff too. I think we'll do like a full review of like things that we have not talked about at some point. Yeah, is there? I've got Black Mirror season five on my list. Is that anything we need to even discuss? Uh, maybe at some point. I okay. don't want to think about it right now. That's perfectly I, fine. I don't think I enjoyed it. I thought it was garbage, so yeah. <laughs> that would be, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that covers it for me. Okay, me too. I was going to talk about my film festival experience for a little bit, if we've oh, got can we time. Can we save that for another time? Because I want to, like, actually talk about that in okay. over an hour now. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay. And I'm also, like, not sure what content we will have, because, like, entering award season, I think it's going to be lots of hits and misses. And Oof, yeah, that's like, true. Will we actually get to see it, or will it be, like, a limited release, or will whatever happen? So, but, yes, I and I want to fully explain, like, what your film festival experience is to the audience, because I think it's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was interesting. Yeah, we'll get into that. That's later. a great teaser for another episode. I think so. I think so. So yeah, I think that'll. I think that'll do it for this episode. Um, I think coming up next week we've got Joker coming out. Um, is there is there controversy about this movie? I just I know nothing because you know I try and like keep myself away from just trailers and things after i've already decided i'm going to see a movie there's some weird rumblings i don't want to dig into them at all i want to go see the movie okay i don't okay i don't but you're right there are some like weird vibes coming from it okay as long as we can let our audience know that we're aware i guess that feels like enough (laughs) yeah 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 i've got like an ear to the ground and can like hear the like buffalo rumbling or whatever Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's about it okay that's fine that's all i needed to know as long as we can see it uh yeah so we'll we'll be talking about joker next um we'll see i guess the first weekend of october is turning into the super villain without the traditional superhero was it venom last year it was it was 
I don't, this doesn't feel like Venom at all to me. It doesn't, but it's like... It feels the same... Yeah. I guess. Just weird in the same way, I guess, like... Mm. So no Batman? So no Spider-Man? Okay. (laughs) That's fine. Um, Yeah, so that'll be the main one. I think, uh, according to Box Office Mojo, Lucy in the Sky, uh, which is a small movie. Yeah, I'm slowly becoming out on that movie, DJ. Aaron, space, Aaron, space. But but is it, though? Is it not? I feel... mm -hmm. Okay, whatever. I I know nothing. see when it comes out. But (laughs) it seems like it's trying to get you to go see it with the promise of space and it's quickly going to pull that away from you oh well hmm <laughs> yeah okay well i okay well but definitely joker joker yeah. next time yeah cool well uh that was our top 10 for q3 of 2019 if and some stragglers have... <laughs> yes and some stragglers if you have any comments uh, any objections, any movies that we did not see that we should have seen, any movies that we did see that you're like, why did you see that? <laughs> Midsummer, for instance. Um, yeah, you can send us an email at mainlymoviespod at gmail.com. Uh, you can give us an amount of stars. Five stars is the best number of stars. Please give us stars on iTunes. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Go see One Cut of the Dead, folks, and let us know what you think. Yes, and Peanut Butter Falcon and The Farewell, if you can find them. 